It's another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. Um, Connor, do you have any biz up top? We never have any biz. We just simply just don't have biz. We're just not busy right now. It's like our off season. <laughs> I'm taking a little break personally from all of the many things that I do. Yes, because we are, I, I have to admit, we are extremely booked and busy, but like yeah. right now it's our vacation. It's important to take some time for yourself. It's yeah, a self-care thing. Self-care is so important. Like so not, important. not many people talk about it, but it is so important. It is under-discussed, I would say, in the discourse. Yeah, absolutely. No one is talking about Literally Literally nobody is. <laughs> um, well, since we don't have any biz, let's just jump right into the show this week. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Um, Connor's so excited he's drinking on air live I'm sorry. and living in color. <laughs> I haven't had any coffee this morning. <laughs> it, it is, is fully 2.30. It is 2.30p. <laughs> In the afternoon. In my defense, I did sleep 10 hours this morning. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, Connor, <laughs> introduce our guest this week, please. Yes, we do have a guest. He is. Uh, he lives in central Massachusetts. Mm. He is a headline contributor for the Whole Wheat Post Woo. and has work in places such as Points and Case, Slackjaw, and Greener Pastures. Uh, everybody, please welcome to the pod comedy writer Justin Avery Smith. Woo! Welcome, welcome Justin. Justin. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes, so we're so happy to, to have you. Have you. Um, and this week we are talking <laughs> the one, the only, the Ben Brantley hated musical, <laughs> Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, our enemy of the podcast. Enemy of the ben podcast, Brantley. Ben Brantley. Uh, I actually did not know that. Now I think a little bit less of Ben Brantley. Oh, oh I mean, baby. as you should. We can get you to think a lot less of Ben Brantley if you give us an hour <laughs> he absolutely panned this musical and i will never wow. forgive the man okay so i as i told connor um while listening to this i like came to midway watching this musical found the um mtv filmed stage adaptation on YouTube. um and was like uh, i think Another college in our college town did a production of this. This is true. And I think I went to go see it. But here's the memory that I have. I remember driving my truck into the parking lot. (laughs) I remember parking the truck and walking into the auditorium. And then I remember walking out of the auditorium. (laughs) I remember not one single second of that show. Oh my god. So it's like, wow, it's like I'm seeing this for the very first time, even though I am 100% certain. I went and saw it in real life. <laughs> if I remember anything from our musical theater classes, mm-hmm. Jim Miller himself, our professor at school, did tell us that if an audience walks away from the theater not remembering a single thing about the show, it was actually a good show. <laughs> it was an incredible show. <laughs> he told us that. Yeah. Not even kidding. <laughs> it's an interesting look into how our musical theater director um, thought about musical Musical theater. theater. It's good if everyone just goes smooth brain for an hour. <laughs> for an and hour and a half. half. Um, okay, Connor, hit us with some facts and figs. Facts and figs. Legally Blonde the Musical has music and lyrics by Nell Benjamin and Lawrence O'Keefe of Heather's and Batboy fame. Mm. Uh, it has a book by Heather Hatch and it is based on the film of the same name and the novel of the same name legally blonde by amanda brown um it originally uh started like doing out of town tryouts in san francisco uh from january to february of 2007 and then it transferred to broadway in april of 2007 and ran until october 2008 for a total of 595 performances there was uh like meryl said an mtv broadcast in october 2007 and then there was a reality tv show 
right after that broadcast in 2008 called Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods, where a bunch of uh, female chanteuses <laughs> uh, auditioned to be the Shantai. Shantai. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> uh, they auditioned to replace Laura Balbande when Laura Balbande was uh, exiting. Excommunicated. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Christian Borle who should have been excommunicated after that whole thing. I um, have so many thoughts on Christian Borle. <laughs> and my first is, this is the man we're doing scandals about? <laughs> this m- man who looks like a weasel? Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> who sings through his nose? Okay, all right, go off. And how. <laughs> um, there was also a West End production that ran from January 2010 to April 2012 for a total of 974 performances. The 2007 production was nominated for 10 Drama Desk Awards, one zero, three Drama <laughs> League Awards, one zero, one Outer Critics Circle Award, and one zero, oh. and seven Tony Noms, and one zero. Robbed. Robbed. But, <laughs> but, have no fear, the West End production was nominated for three Larrys, or oh. five Larrys, okay. or the Laurence Olivier's, sure. and won three. Oh, yes. okay. Thank well, God Well, as that. I've always said, the Larrys are the most fair awards in, uh, Film broadcasting. Uh, apart from the Lucy Lords. <laughs> apart from the Lucy Lords. Okay. So let's just dive into the show. I am just going to assume that most of our readers have a familiarity with the film Legally Blonde. And if you don't, um, why don't you have any taste? Yeah. It's like 20 years old and there's a third film coming on the way. So you've got to like get on it. They're yeah. making a third film? I haven't. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen all of the I second one. <laughs> well, uh, it's very like Reese Witherspoon goes to Washington, I think. Oh, my God. It's just the plot um, of the Jimmy Stewart movie of the same name, Mr. Smith Goes oh, to Washington. Oh, okay. That's fun. <laughs> um, now, I actually understand when Justin said that he wanted to cover this film, um, you told me that you have some personal history with the show. Oh, Would you like to talk about that? that? Speak about your history with Legally Blonde. Yeah, well, like, I, yeah, it is a personal history because, like I said, this show basically became my life throughout the age of like 16, 17, 2012, 2013. Amazing. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when I was, you know, in the trenches of teenage theater, uh, mm-hmm. you know, up to my eyeballs and, you know, I did a summer program for, you know, teen theater kids. And, uh, <laughs> and th- that summer we did legally blonde, the musical, and yes and i actually had never i hadn't even seen the movie and you know i was like i was a teenage boy and i was just like that's a chick flick and boys don't watch chick flick you know but of course like i was ever the professional i was like okay i'll watch it and of course i like (laughs) fell in love with it knew the of course lyrics and like every single line like beat by b and uh, so i did that uh during the uh summer uh which was uh very fun and then uh Mm -hmm. And then the following school year, my school Mm -hmm. did it as our spring musical. Oh, incredible. Oh, my God. So you got to do it twice in the same Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like, oh, I did this a few years ago. I'm going to say it's like literally like I just like I'm getting right back on the horse. That's amazing. Did you play the same part both times? No, like that's the that's the crazy <sighs> thing. I actually gag of I all. actually got a smaller part the second time. <laughs> no, no. Robbed. Robbed. Yeah, like I said, like this musical. Yeah, yeah, my for that audition, it's like uh that audition my audition for the school version, I I remember so uh vividly because I was like I was like the most confident I had ever been. I was a very mm-hmm. like insecure a theater kid. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm a junior. Like I've done the show before. I've gotten like so much more training, <laughs> so much more experience. I'm going to like 
freaking crush it. Right. And then uh, the high school theater director uh, pulled me out of choir. Oh my god! Yeah, into her office, and <laughs> and already I was, uh, you know, like I could be like ready for anything. And so she sits me across from her desk, and she she looks at me like a doctor who's about to tell their patients they have a terminal illness. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, so we have cast you as Kiki, the colorist Wow, in the hair salon. Yeah, exactly. And I, and she had, she had come to this show. She had come to see me in the summer production. Oh, oh crushing. Yeah, she yeah. had seen me in, uh, as I was Aaron Schwartz in, uh, Aaron Schultz, sorry, Aaron Schultz in the, Oh, sure. And that, which I had a solo, which, uh, I, that was yeah. a big thing for me. I had had like a lot of solos before. So that was right. like, and, and like a lot more lines. So I was, but that's what she told me. She's like to cast uh, me as, and I have no idea why, but I suddenly became like <laughs> very militant when she told me that I was like permission to speak freely. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, I think my audition went a little better than that. <laughs> oh my God. I love the fearless feedback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no. Get oh, okay, ready for this then. It's given. Yeah, she gave me the notes she had during my audition and she talked about <gasps> my first song and she said, okay, your first song uh, was surprisingly good. <gasps> surprisingly? Surprisingly wow. good. Surprisingly. Wow. That is an adjective that you do not want to hear when you're getting audition feedback. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, I, I'm like going to like, I'm going to be thinking about that, like until I'm on my deathbed. The fact that. Correct. <laughs> High school yeah. theater teachers have like such power complexes. It's so, unbelievable. Seriously do. They seriously do. They have been unchecked for far too long. Start checking your high school theater teachers. Honestly, they are, <laughs> high school theater teachers are constantly out of pocket. They're a scourge. <laughs> um <laughs> a, scourge, a scourge, a menace to society. They really are. Okay, let's dive in. Oh mm, my god. Mm, mm. Oh what my an god. Iconic opening song. Oh wait, okay. Speaking of the opening song, Justin, do you happen to know if any of your productions made it onto the Courtney Take Your Break YouTube compilations <laughs> of high school productions? Uh oh, not as far as like Courtney Take Your Break compil. Uh, how have I not I actually how have I not known about those? <laughs> there are so linking in the show linking notes. in the show notes there are so many uh, there's like one specific one where there's like just a ton of it's just the courtney take your break excuse her she hasn't been well mm -hmm. and then it goes uh i take care of my best best clientele and then it's like the riff at the top yeah and it's just that scene over and over again from like <laughs> dozens of high school productions because literally nobody knows no how to sing <laughs> nobody can hit the notes and it's it's like extremely cruel but also yeah. very funny. It's very funny. American <laughs> Idol made uh, truly millions, billions off of us laughing at people who cannot sing. Yeah, so, correct. Courtney, take your break. Should also make millions and billions. Thank you. It is our American Idol. Finally, somebody said it. It is the musical theater kids. <laughs> American, American Idol. Idol. Um, okay. I also just want to go ahead and pop right in here with Meryl. Did not know she is dumb segment. Uh, Laura Bell Bundy is, in fact, not a person from television she is a real human being actress who was elwoods in this show correct i thought she was from that show with katie seagal doesn't matter their last name was bundy and i was like that's i don't know why everyone keeps talking about her why is everyone so obsessed with this character she's in fact a human woman who's alive <laughs> congratulations so, for figuring that out i guess that sums, i figured that out three weeks ago at the barbecue so <laughs> three 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 weeks ago full three just weeks want ago. that on the record i love um, that for you okay so i feel like everyone knows the plot of this but so let's just talk about the songs um oh my god 
you guys is such an earworm. I was telling before we started recording, I was telling Connor and Justin that I have woken up with this regularly, just like women shrieking in my brain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys like over and over and over again. Yes. I can't stop singing it. It's such an earworm. It's so honestly, at this point, I'm annoyed by it. I'm actively (laughs) mad at this show for existing because it's just (laughs) locked in there. It's in the vault, baby. Locked in the vault. Um, I do really love this. And this musical, again, goes to show you can do a pop musical with a string section. (laughs) I'm begging. With a horn section. (laughs) It is possible. And if Lawrence O'Keefe knows how to do anything, it's how to do a pop musical. Uh That's true. Um, We really fly through. I felt like this went really quickly, this um, musical. I will say I felt like act one was better plotted than act two. I was a little nervous about the translation from screen to stage. Um, mm. And I think they did a better job of it in act one. So that's the stuff that I yeah, enjoyed. Act, I, mean, I mean, act two is almost entirely about the trial. Yeah. And it felt very rushed. But I loved the setup of mm-hmm. act one. Um, I really enjoyed the... Um, who played Warner? He was oh, lovely. Good, good I really cue. enjoyed him. Um, speak amongst yourselves while I speak. <laughs> while we, while I give it a quick I have goog. it pulled up. I guess oh, I could look. Um, but that would require me to scroll, and I have to keep <laughs> talking lest there be dead air, Connor. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Richard H. Blake. Ah. Uh, it was really like I really enjoyed. Um, Laura Bell Bundy, the one who played Elle. Yeah, in this she's great. Specifically, um, although she, her voice is so high. It's she has excellent comedic timing. She really does. And can we just say a queen of physical comedy? Queen of physical comedy. There was a lot of, I really appreciated the choreography in this show um, between especially yeah. the sorority girls. I just felt like. Well, first of all, this there's so much dancing in this so show. Much. Lots of like extended dance breaks. I'm like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Um, Did you guys keep the extended dance breaks? Because I know in like a lot of high school shows and even in college shows, like our college professor used to cut dance breaks all the time. Yeah, that's because he simply refused to cast people who could dance. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they actually like need those uh, extended dance breaks so people can do like quick changes and whatnot. I know. Oh, oh my god! So this show is just like a quick a quick change every scene. It really is. Um, I didn't even think about that being for the. For the quick change, though. Yeah. Da, 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 doi, doi, doi. Yes. I was just like, well, they're ready to wear them the fuck out. Yes. Right. <laughs> no, I remember uh, so distinctly uh, when I did in my high school's production, uh, there's that one transition during the, the what you want, but, but, and it goes. Oh, yeah. And it goes from the uh, from the sorority to the Harvard offices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. they all burst in their cheerleader uniforms. Yeah. Yes, with the marching band. Yeah, and, oh, my God. And I just remember seeing. Uh, in the hallway behind the stage, just like cheerleader skirts on the floor, oh, you yeah. know, with yeah. you know, all the Delta News getting ready to like run backstage <laughs> and quick change into like, you know, it was a well oiled machine. You gotta have it. You gotta you have just it. have the clothes flying everywhere. <laughs> like literally the Broadway magic in the quick changes too is truly incredible like there's the one in oh my god where she slides down the fire pole Mm -hmm. she's in full like 
pigtail and like cotton robe and yeah, like yeah, has yeah. like the face mask on mm-hmm. and then literally she slides down a pole <laughs> disappears behind a like uh like a screen for literally one second yes. and then comes down in full beat <laughs> full drag full drag she's like giving you the look. she's giving you like <laughs> sorority skirt and everything like it's truly incredible and like there's the one when um l finds the dress where like all the sorority mm-hmm. girls surround her and then yes. like open up again and she's in the dress That's it's just so good the broadway magic in this show is completely i loved it amazing it's very good um i really loved the i don't remember i'm pretty sure it's before the act break yes she's studying not for the lsat she's studying after she gets kicked out of um callahan's class and she like (laughs) the girls first of all greek chorus insanely funny to make the sorority girls a greek chorus love it we love jokes we love puns we love bits it's a good bit um and I really enjoyed the um, like passing of time, mm-hmm. the like big giant With calendar, the and the, like celebrating the, the, the calendar. Yes, and like the celebrating of the seasons, um, like dressing up, you know, yeah. for Halloween and all that. Um, very very cute. Thought it was a great way to show sort of where we were mm-hmm. in the school year. Um, oh, I I didn't love the studying scene, <laughs> only because. I just have a real personal aversion to reggae and so (laughs) (laughs) there's like that breakdown where it was like sort of reggae-ish and I was like, all right, enough. Yeah, the rapping and the hip-hop parts in this are a little tough. It's like so, (laughs) for the most part, I feel like it does a really good job of sort of being very just like out of time. I was, well, I was going to say that this musical is literally just um, an ode to 2000s fashion. Well, 1000. Person, <laughs> yeah, this is like the nasty odds for sure. Correct, pink, 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 honey. But it's like she's even at one point wearing like the velour, yeah. like the iconic tracksuit, the iconic yeah. tracksuit, which I don't mind so much because it's very like harkening back to the film, yeah, which absolutely. I think is came out in 01. But it, it did, yeah. I didn't need the 2007 twist of like at one point, I'm pretty sure someone says like hizzle. <laughs> Like up in the hizzle, and I was like, okay. I hate that. I love that someone was writing, they were like, we're going to be saying this word forever, probably. Exactly. (laughs) People will be saying hizzle well into the future. Oh my God. Okay. (sighs) We've kind of jumped around a lot. Um, That's okay. This, I think, one of the reasons why this show moves so quickly is that. a lot of the songs are like really extended. Mm-hmm. They like, cover a lot of time. Yeah, they cover a lot of time and they're like interspersed within scenes. Mm-hmm. Like he's writing like longer songs that are covering a lot of the story. Mm-hmm. Cause like within the first act alone, we have Oh My God, and then you have What You Want, and mm-hmm. then um like two or three of the other songs in Harvard are getting like, into Harvard, getting then the first class at Harvard, then, then yeah. studying at Harvard. Yeah, 100%. it's like it's all happening within the songs and he writes his songs at like 70 miles an hour <laughs> as we like to say on this podcast really yeets you through yeah, the show exactly <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing no i think it does actually a really great job um this music this musical specifically i think it does a really nice job of getting all of the it hits all the fun lines that you want them yeah. to hit it but allows for a little bit of depth and breadth of character um 
you're getting all the classic mm-hmm. scenes like you want the scene where Elle reads the girl the sales girl for trying to sell her right, bullshit right. like we're proving she's smart we're getting the scenes of first of all I just want to say as a you know sorority member I really appreciate the immortalizing of the candle pass into a song um which is of daughter of delta new <laughs> um really appreciate that i just think not enough light is shown on candle passes and how insane they are <laughs> okay okay do you want to talk more about how sororities are cults or... <laughs> <laughs> um no actually that's all i'd like to say on the subject and i think you'll find that the cult works since the only reason they won this court case is because they were in a sorority together so just want that on the record um <laughs> No, you're right. He he covers a a lot of stuff in mm. in his songs, and even when it's just sort of repeating the chorus, like "What you want" is just saying "What you want" over right. and over again. The um, scene changes are super helpful in yeah. that, getting you through from this place to the next place, like studying and and all of that. Um, yeah. I have to imagine that learning the music was like really difficult. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, you know, it's a process. And actually, I remember also in the sheet music, going back to whole like high energy in the marching band. Also, I remember at one page of sheet music, it says at the top, dream girls on steroids. Oh, my God. Oh, OK, sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's give an idea of like the energy and uh, whatnot. Um, yeah, because I remember when I did it for the summer production, I was in the mm-hmm. marching band originally. Um, okay. But I was in the Harvard variations, the court at the very next mm-hmm. scene. And that, those are back. Yeah. That's back to back. And back I was to back. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I, I, I try, but you know, it's <laughs> the, the quick, too quick for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where it's like, I'm not, I can't know. I can't humanly quick change like that. So right. with all due respect, <laughs> I'm just going to, excuse myself from this oh my god yes <laughs> wow declining a role yeah exactly oh, uh, a just... pioneer <laughs> other professional obligations of course he's very booked and busy yes of course in this scene that's happening before yeah extremely oh my god listen um justin do you did you have a favorite scene or song like did what it was your favorite sort of what is your personal favorite song in the show? Oh, holy crap. Um, sorry. <laughs> or act one. We can give it to act one. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it's so weird. Like for different, there's like for different reasons. Like I like chip on my shoulder just for the, like the emotional context mm-hmm. and the message behind it. And it's actually yeah. very like, has like great real world applications. But okay. I also like bend and snap just because it's like easily the catchiest, most fun, most like dance sure contagious song in the entire uh-huh. show. That one is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I gotta say I really liked Ireland. Um uh, yeah. if only because it's insane. It's so wild. It comes yeah. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It continues to go nowhere. Right. And then all of a sudden at the very end we're rewarded for giving a shit about the song Ireland with yeah, a reprise. With a fucking <laughs> <laughs> with not only a reprise but also an entire irish step number <laughs> which is honestly i wish more musicals had an irish jig in them because that part of the dance break is fucking amazing i, love it. I know they had to give paulette like something to do yeah. but <laughs> what what a song like Incredible. literally no shade to jennifer coolidge because obviously she's our mom yeah, but like 100%. um 
I do really like that the musical gave Paulette a little bit more of a personality. Yes, thousand percent. I mean, for sure gives her like a purpose and a reason. Right. Because I think Jennifer Coolidge works great on screen. Absolutely. She's got that, you know, presence that works, but you have to have something bigger. It has to read. Yeah. On stage. And you're right. A hundred percent. I think the way that they added, I, I just think Ireland is, it comes out of nowhere and continues to be insane. And yeah. then like, oh, it's just, well, we need to have her do something and we right. can't have her sing about a dog. So Oh, Justin, did your production use live dogs or uh, yeah. animals? Multiple uh, live dogs, you know. Multiple, Multiple well, because, dogs? Well, because you've got Bruiser and you've got... Um, oh, right. The, pip- yeah, the bulldog? Yeah, bulldog. Well, bulldog. like, it's funny. I remember for at least the high school version, it, it wasn't even a bulldog. It was, like, it was a much bigger-ass dog. Um, oh. oh I, I want to say oh, almost no. like a St. Bernard or something like that. But <laughs> That is simply too big. <laughs> yeah, because I remember having to, when I was, you know, doing scenes in the salon, having to, it was, like, part of my responsibility before, or, like, shortly before or after <laughs> Elle comes out of the closet in her outfit to, like, mm-hmm. escort the dog off stage. And I'm, even then, I'm just thinking, oh, this is the big-ass dog. <laughs> So oh my really god! Big dog, but you know you can't do a bulldog because they're too slobbery. You have to so you have to mop the stage after it's. And it's a when you have that many people dancing on stage in such fast dance breaks, you can't have a slobbery stage. You can't have it be slick in the least. It's um, a higher step dancing on a slippery floor. <laughs> exactly. You go to do a high kick, and you're just going to be on your ass. It's concerning, and I have done that, and it hurts. Um, <laughs> it's tough. I will say I really loved um, Blood in the Water. Mm-hmm. That That's a fun one. Yeah, um, Callahan is, um, he's an is it just excellent. I have a crush on Callahan because I love well, yeah, a little bit. the guy who played him originally yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Famously, the man who originated the role of Anthony in Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember his name today, but uh, Beck is currently shouting at me through the fucking Oh, in screen. the stage production. Yeah, in the stage oh, okay. production. Okay, gotcha. He was the original Anthony. Oh, the one I don't care about. Oh. I see. Yeah. Well, little Jimmy on the side. <laughs> a little Jimmy on the side. Um, Michael Rupert. Ah, I, thank you. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed um, Blood in the Water. I thought that was a really fun Mm-hmm. Just a really great introduce introduction to Callahan. Yeah, and um, it it uh it's like a really excellent song, uh because it's like I don't know I just really like the show does a really good job of I think adhering to like what the message of Legally Blonde is, which is like mm-hmm. stay true to yourself, and mm-hmm. this song is like such a polar opposite to that, mm-hmm. and it really sets up the stakes I feel like for mm-hmm. Elle, um without Elle being the one to sing about them. And I think that's 100%. a really interesting way of doing that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think it does a really nice job of setting up Callahan um, to be this sort of, I don't know, I, I think there's a way that it can go too broad and you're mm-hmm. expecting him to be a bad person the whole way down. Um, I mean, obviously he's a bad person because right. of this song, but then you just sort of, you're still lulled into that false sense of security so that in the second act when it the twist is obviously mm-hmm. he sexually harasses L you're still sort of like 
oh, that comes from nowhere because you think you know the kind of shithead that he is. Yeah, exactly. And Blood in the Water does a really good job of setting that up of like, this is how cutthroat you have to be. This is how cutthroat I am. This is how much I don't give it. Like Mm -hmm. the character tells you he doesn't give a shit about people or morals or ethics or rules. And you're still surprised. I think it works well. And you're still surprised at the end when he kisses her out of no, like, yeah. When he sexually harasses her. So I think it um, does a nice job of setting that up too, sort of setting up a certain expectation. And then the nice like hit in act two is that it subverts that expectation Absolutely. into something even worse. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just think it's a good. I really enjoyed act one. It felt like it was kind of setting everything up to be. I. I as much as I love the pacing of act one and then I understand that it needs to be set up that way so mm-hmm. that act two can be the trial. I just enjoyed the pacing of it a little bit more, I think, because I like that fast paced. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing that. Now we're here. Now we're there. Now she's met Paulette. Now she's going to stay in school. Right. Like, it's fun and it keeps you busy. It keeps your like focus yeah. moving. Yeah. It fully does. Like you said earlier, yeet you through the plot. And <laughs> but it's that's not a bad thing because no, it's, I love it's it. a full two hour runtime. But like it doesn't feel like a two hour show. Which is really nice. Yeah. Because you know how I feel about two-hour shows. <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that they are the majority of the <laughs> yeah, despite that is you know m- how I feel about most them. Most musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> I simply will not abide. Um, oh, and I, I really enjoyed um, the introduction to the classmates. I thought I was really nervous because this is such a huge cast. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of parts. I can see why schools and high schools and things choose to do it because it is a it's a there's a lot of people on stage so many all all the time (laughs) yeah yeah Um, and it's good because i mean like i feel like most high school theaters or like even some college theaters they really struggle to get guys on stage and this is a mm -hmm. lot of female roles a lot of female roles which is great and some really good guy roles i think that are that are fun and complement everything well Mm -hmm. um okay i also really enjoyed um vivian's role i thought she was so much meaner i really appreciated that instead of making her and al friends it's like a begrudging respect (laughs) it's it's less like i support you girl power and it's more like all right you're not a total shithead (laughs) (laughs) which i respect (laughs) i liked it well honestly you have to do something different because you can just never compete with selma blair (laughs) I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So we end the act. We end act one with uh, Warner and Vivian getting Callahan's internship and getting engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elle finding out that she also got into the internship, but, and she sort of kind of has her own moment of like, that's good enough in itself. Like it sort of lessens the blow. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's just learning lessons through the entire show. I never Ain't feel like. It's a musical theater. Musical theater. Everybody's learning lessons. Yeah. I don't know. I think, but I wish sometimes it felt like, oh, now we're tying it up and she's learned a lesson and it feels like it should be the, I, like I get why it works with the act break because mm-hmm. we are, we're literally tying up like, here's what we learned in act one. Mm-hmm. but i just felt like it sort of i felt like there was less um what's the last oh legal the law the song legally blonde i just oh, didn't yeah. feel like the emotional stakes were as high because i was like well she's already like fine and happy and like yeah i feel you i don't know i don't know it's, it just like didn't yeah hit as hard for me i guess it's an interesting like the way that it goes about 
about like the show works because like it is really good and then like it it's fun and excellent to listen to but i do feel like there are certain points where like we have a song that is the lesson and then yeah it kind of like backtracks yeah and like a it's bit. like she didn't learn the lesson mm-hmm. almost i don't know but i guess that's life you know i guess i do have to learn the lesson several times several times musicals are a visual medium mm, um <laughs> <laughs> we will never learn that lesson i never will okay um all right let's take a quick break uh that's the act and then we will come back and talk about act two and the most incredible jump rope choreography i've ever seen in my life correct of legally blonde um okay act two begins with this actually i lied this might be my favorite number of the show yeah whipped um, into shape is a lot of fun whipped into shape is oh, yeah. so fun love first of all we love choreography we love jump rope choreography love we love everyone being forced to do beyonce Knowles level <laughs> exercise while they sing the lung power on brooke windham i honestly i want to know how she did it she you just have to do that workout every time right yeah. you just have to do a i mean full she's out, doing no it marking. she's doing it like fully eight days a week like i can't imagine rehearsals you just oh my god no wonder she doesn't have any <laughs> you don't get to sing if it were me <laughs> i would just be laying I would be laying on the cot, the OSHA provided union cot. I would be saying, I would just be light as a feather, stiff as a boarding my way through act one until it was time for my Broadway debut in act two. Correct. I would not speak or look at anyone until it was time to do it. And then I have to imagine she just immediately gets into a bath of ice water. Just like so exhausted. That, yeah, that is like some intense just ju- like your the entire show is just her, or the entire number is just her jumping and singing. jumping up and down while screaming <laughs> oh my god and we're like yeah high schoolers should do this yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i worked with two teenage brooklyndoms and i still don't know how either of them did yeah. oh my god did you guys do like full jump rope choreo choreo yeah no i re- remember like that was like the one scene just I was never I never actually was involved with but uh <laughs> didn't watch you know. it didn't care right <laughs> yeah no like like I watched yeah no I watched it because uh, I was just like oh my god I was still like oh my god how are they doing that like yeah. left right <laughs> throwing yeah. your body around honestly that's one of those ones where like you have to do the Beyonce like run while singing yes. like workout just to prep for, for it. months in advance yeah. like just to do the audition i feel like you have to you should be doing jumping jacks while you sing yeah like, absolutely if you're coming out for brooke windham i need to see you i need to know that form. you can do this <laughs> like physically um and i really appreciate the pausing sort of like it's yeah you know the we're watching you open on open on the show as though you are watching Brooke Windham and then they pause like it's a DVD like they're watching her workout tape and discuss sort of sort of bringing you in I love that use of exposition like mm-hmm. it makes total sense we're gonna pause super quick so we can just have um the exposition go down and now we're brought up to speed on the courtroom stuff like I just I thought it was a really well done um whipped into shape I thought it was great yeah it's a great number 
Yeah, I think it also helps make sure again that like Brooke doesn't like get heat stroke on stage or something yeah, like that. Right. For sure. Yeah, just take one break. After after her song when she is talking to the lawyers in the theater or in the prison, you can definitely see her on the MTV recording just panting. <laughs> just like trying to like get through the scene so breath. she can go to the back and just lay down there for was, another 20 minutes. <laughs> another moment oh it's right after we we talked about this in act one that when the entrance um the admissions scene where mm-hmm. uh l comes in with like full marching band cheerleaders da, 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 da. that's a huge dance number and yeah same thing at the end of it you can see laura bell bundy like just like trying to take those regulating breaths of like i have i can't be <laughs> so, right. so i have to take a big deep breath and get all my lines out and prepare because i have to start singing in 30 seconds yeah, here exactly. we go <laughs> Um, musical theater actors are talented. They is are. What I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they are so talented. Um, okay. I do want to point out that I did realize while watching the MTV production last night, mm-hmm. um, some of the prisoners in Whipped Into Shape are men wearing pigtail wigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a closer look at that. Actually, I did ever notice. I yeah. Because I was definitely looking and I was like, that doesn't. That's not a woman. That's not a woman. <laughs> um, we love that. We yeah. love pigtail wigs. Yeah, it's great. They're wearing <laughs> pigtail wigs and hats, and it, it works honestly. And it works from a distance. Couldn't even. T- it's very much distance. like the um when Matilda has like the adult students, and it's like men wearing, looking like little girls. <laughs> we love it. It's very funny. Um. Okay. Really great transition from the video DVD vibe to then. Now we're actually walking into like it's sort of setting up the jail aspect of it as well. So then we can just go right into the we're meeting Brooke at the jail. Delta new, new, mm-hmm. new. Um, I've got the alibi, but I can't tell you what the alibi is. I had forgotten that that was the twist. I knew right. like, I remembered that she didn't do the murder. And but I f- always forget like why it's a question of she didn't do it. I always forget it's liposuction. Yeah. I, I forget know, every baby. time. See, I don't know why she was so worried about. I forget that classic detail. (laughs) Everyone else will, too. Um, But she built her empire on teaching women how to get skinny. (laughs) So true. And this was before the Kardashians really took off. So, like, big butts were not Not in style. cool. That's why the bend and snap, for some reason, focuses mostly on your boobs, even though you're bending over. (laughs) A question I've always had. So many questions. Um... I okay. I have to say, I don't care about take it like a man. Yeah. Oh no, that's the same with me. I actually, yeah. if I could cut that number, yeah, for like the entire show, I would. Right. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't care that he looks good in a suit. Like, it is simply not a revelation to me that um, people look good in tailored suits. <laughs> I know. That's just sort of how life is. Right. Um, so I I don't know. I just don't need that makeover scene. And also at this point, I was fully tired of looking at Christian Borles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> didn't, didn't care about him. Didn't want to look at him. Didn't want to hear him sing. So I just kept pumping. Yeah, it's like a it's a number that honestly, if you need to cut time, cut that number. Cut that one, right? Is it that one needed for anything? I mean, like it's sort of... Because, like, you have the sales girl who's doing, like, Love by Chanel and Subtext by Calvin Klein, like, those mm-hmm. jokes. It's kind of, like... I guess it does deepen their love story setting up the fact little. that, like, oh, he's falling in love with Elle, that sort of thing. Yeah, we didn't get that from how he spent months <sighs> yeah, with her right. helping her study. 
Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't even in the movie. So that like. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have that. That storyline kind of like comes out later on Mm -hmm. in the movie, like closer to the trial Mm -hmm. than it does like them getting ready to go. Yeah. I think you can have that same. I think you don't lose anything by cutting the number. You can still get it in. And I get like they're kind of processing, you know, being shunned by Callahan or like it's sort of trying to raise the stakes right at the beginning where it's like if we don't pull this off. Uh, we're out of the club yeah i think the one of the problems is that like with the second act is the stakes aren't necessarily as high as the first act i mean like it which is interesting because you they are literally working on a murder trial (laughs) yeah (laughs) true true. the stakes could not be higher (laughs) that is fair but like i had not thought about it for like our main characters that we care about emma and l and l like it's not that high Mm -hmm. because True. They've gotten the thing that they were working toward in the first act. Yeah. And it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Sort of. Bold that you assume I cared about Emmett at all. Well. Um, <laughs> but in theory, he's a Jimmy on the side for me. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> just tired of people being in love. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so then we get to, okay, so after Take It Like a Man, um, now we get to the classic Justin's favorite, Bend and Snap. Yes. Um, I it's very fun. It's a it's a great like we're getting all the gals on stage doing a little bit of back and forth like um, a dance number again. Cannot stress enough how many dance numbers are in so this many. show. Yeah. Um, it is golden age in its numbers of dance numbers. Um, Correct. Yeah. I, I also liked Bend and Snap. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. But I think that overall it works and i like it as a very fun Mm -hmm. sort of it's not really story it's just kind of a fun break for everybody we get to like hang out with paula paulette again we get to sort of introduce her i feel like it condenses the paulette kyle storyline yes really well yeah and in a way that like gives us all the things we want from that scene Right. right bend and snap is iconic from the film right i think any of her interactions with Kyle, the UPS guy in the film, are iconic. So mm-hmm. to just kind of put all of that together in one little space, you're right. I think it condenses it in a way that's like doesn't make their love story a whole thing. We didn't need a whole story with just them. We got to get it wrapped up. Um, and I welcome any chance to bring the sorority girls back on stage. I love them. I love her sorority sisters. I think yeah. they're so funny. I think all the characters, the three the three main characters yeah. of that group are really distinct in a fun way. Like mm-hmm. I think they do a really good job of sort of getting their characters all together. Yes. I just remembered again. I'm sorry. I keep bringing up the admission scene, but I keep remembering things that happened. There's an ending pose where the blonde one, um, the blonde sorority sister is like, being Eiffel Towered. <laughs> like, yeah, um, the one and only Emily Ashford. <laughs> She's incredible. I uh, really yeah. like her, but she freezes and she is 100% getting bent over, like frozen bent over and like kind. It looks like it, it's crazy. Oh my God. It, I just really appreciated that they were like, yes, she's the slut. She's doing the slut character. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It was already established yeah. in a previous season. Right, exactly. thinks slut. I'm the slut. <laughs> like okay they're leaning in i loved it oh my god um okay so getting back to act two sorry i just need i just remembered that um let's discuss gay or european (laughs) 
Connor thoughts. <laughs> Justin thoughts. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I actually, I'm just gonna, really quickly going back to the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. snap though. Uh, yeah, for one thing, for one thing, it was just very fun when I didn't because I didn't get to do it when I was in. Mm-hmm. in the teen summer program but i got to be there when mm-hmm. i was in the high school and you know it's just a fun novelty to be a dude in the bank yeah. right. app number and uh we actually like our cast had a very like ingenious idea because you know how when paulette does it and all those guys pop yeah. in the door yeah. go, we had the brilliant idea that enid hoop should be in the mix okay sure amazing <laughs> yeah so it was cool just to, i don't know that was just like i feel like that should just be like standard or expected now absolutely and she does have the she does is one of the characters that reacts when l does the bend and snap in the courtroom yeah which is very funny very funny great background Iconic. physical comedy oh, work my god honestly um my thing about the bend and snap is i want to see it um i would like love to see it applied in um a real world situation okay i want to i don't understand how it works but maybe that's just <laughs> Because I'm gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's 99% effective on straight men. That's the <laughs> there one. It is. There it is. It should is. be confusing to you. <laughs> um, moving on to gay and European. I was, <laughs> yeah, let's move right along. I was trying to decide if the song was homophobic. <laughs> yeah. Or... Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I have... <laughs> Well, they feelings do, about this they song. do a lot of work to be like, it's fine if you're right. both. It's fine if <laughs> <Yeah>. you're either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I do appreciate. I do appreciate the like extra caution around it's okay to be it's okay European. To be gay. <laughs> it's okay to be European. <laughs> it's okay to admit it's okay that to you're be European. Both. <laughs> yeah. so. it's like, this is like 2007 where right. like it was just before like the period like just before or like just like at the tail end of no homo jokes yeah now can exactly be considered yeah. not funny like it's it was like gray area That's yeah it fair. was still like people were still in high schools colloquially <laughs> colloquially saying that's so gay as <laughs> yeah, to say that's so stupid yeah absolutely so like it is kind of in that era of it is. like yeah <laughs> it's, like, in, it's in her homophobic slur era. right it's in, it's in the homophobic slur era uh it's like right before gay become like became like popular very um, cool like <laughs> before it became very cool very to be gay. before it was cool yeah, to be gay before it was like really trendy to be gay <laughs> Yeah, people were still like uh, saying the F slur with the wild abandon. Yeah, and, and just... like I still do that today, but like yeah, but it's in, okay. Like a not a slur, like, way. not a slur way. Um... <laughs> this is a, truly a tangent, but what would this show be if we didn't tangent? Um, exactly. W- we went to brunch a couple weekends ago, Connor and I, and oh my some God. friends at the pod <laughs> that you, that you all know, and. um and I forgot about. I legitimately I, blocked this out. I'm not going to give like all the context, but what you do need to know is that a gentleman approached our group as we were sitting outdoors trying to not die in the sweltering heat, and some words were exchanged. And this gentleman referred to dear dear friend of the pod, Keaton Cruiser, as a faggot. And it had been so long since I had heard that word used derogatorily that for a moment I was like, okay, we're just. Are we just We're stating just, facts uh, now? Things now? Like, <laughs> okay. It was so great. I was like, oh, you're you're being aggressive about oh, okay. That's a threat. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Please leave. 
Anyway, it was incredible because all of our reactions were just like, all right, keep it moving. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Then he did threaten to crack our friend Caitlin's skull with his cane. And at that point, we were all like, you got to keep it pumping, sis. Keep walking. <laughs> Pedal away on your little bike, sir. It was so, so wild. I had legitimately blocked that out of my I'll uh, never my forget about it. I'll never stop thinking about it. It was so crazy. Oh, New York is alive and well. You Whoever said New York is here. dead. <laughs> Was correct. Was correct. <laughs> right. So gay and European is the famous uh, shoe. Like. Oh, yeah. He, I was. He's uh, the pool boy. Yeah. He's fucking Brooke. No, he can't be because he's gay. No, he's not gay. He's European. He's just mm-hmm. a fashionable. This is very the metrosexual area era. Yeah, that's true. We are like at the height of like metrosexuals being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot you know, about when that. When you just like took a shower and combed your hair. Yeah, when men actually like. <laughs> People are like, mm, fellas, is it gay to brush themselves. your hair? <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, <laughs> said many magazines. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I also think this is also probably like at the height of like people being like, is Ryan Seacrest gay? Because I think oh he's God, probably yeah. the most. The world's most famous metrosexual. <laughs> Extremely. And this is like at the kind of in the beginning, maybe at like the height of American Idol popularity. Yeah, I think we're getting there for yeah, sure. So like that would that definitely it tracks. tracks. It tracks. It's all in the same culture. <laughs> that, and I, you know, I love to talk about the we culture. We do love to talk about the culture on this podcast. Um, okay. So after they do the great reveal, which who actually revealed? Because I feel like this went down different than the f- movie, but it still worked in it's, that. It's Emmett in the movie as well. Okay. Who gets him to say, what's your boyfriend's name? Chuck. Okay. okay. But they uh, don't do the whole bit about the shoes. No. And I actually kind of liked that. Okay. Um, Speak on that. Well, I think it's like it works better in a theater medium to have it be a physical comedy bit. 100%. Because that'll read to the back of the house, baby. And I, if I know anything about musical theater. It's about the back of the house. It's about the back of the house. <laughs> um, so I think it works a little bit better. Um, and it also kind of takes away from the stereotype of like gay men no fashion <laughs> fair enough <laughs> because and I, I do want that stereotype off the record <laughs> because, exactly because I, I could not point out a fashion label to you to save my life as an incredibly unfashionable person incre- <laughs> I am literally sitting here in a shirt that says pup punk it is literally a shirt I want this cleared up <laughs> that is just a pun <laughs> this isn't fashion this is comedy exactly my clothes are mostly based in comedy yeah well, it's important that we get comedy, comedy gay representation. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes um, gay people are just funny and not smart. <laughs> and that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So after gay or European, it's like, okay, so I guess this is why the pacing of it sort of confused me because yeah. they were sort of acting like that was the big win, which I understand. I feel that. I guess... I guess what I needed is for them to lay out their strategy so I could understand the the point. No, that's not what I mean. But I, I don't know. It felt like, yes, we did mm-hmm. it. We won. Um, I don't know. It felt very. I was like, wait, hold on. That's not the end of the trial. Like That, that doesn't prove anything. That, right. Proving that he's gay doesn't actually solve the question of did she murder her husband? Yeah, exactly. Um, but they have to set up the characters celebrating something in totally. order for Callahan to. Yeah, make his you have to hell. have that moment. Yeah. And and then you're right. Callahan has to touch, has to harass a student. Um, right. 
uh, again, I talked about it before, but I thought they set that up really well. The guy who plays him on the MTV version is so smarmy. Mm-hmm. Perf- like, I thought he just delivered it pitch perfectly. I really appreciated his, um, what he brought to that character. Uh, I, I'm assuming, and Justin, you can kind of speak to this, that that gets cast, um, obviously. Like, how do you approach that scene when, <laughs> when you're casting? Like, not even when you're casting, just like through rehearsals. How do you discuss yeah, and, that scene? And, and I like, can't imagine in a high school production that it would like reads well. <laughs> did you guys cut out a lot of the like that sexual harassment stuff in the show, or did you just keep it? Keep like, how it did in? that? How like, does a school handle that essentially? You know, from what I can remember, we were it was very you know like straight no chaser, very okay. uh, you know. Very just like direct, very like professional. I mean, I don't remember there being any like serious problems around it. I mean, bear in mind this was in a pre like right. Me Too culture, so like the True. so the di- the dialogue Dangerous. wasn't yeah exactly exactly. So like the dialogue and the general like zeitgeist surrounding it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. Fair and very so true. yeah, and so I think you know maybe I can only speak to myself, but a lot of us probably weren't as like aware of just how like significant how serious how major mm-hmm. all of that i yeah. mean we obviously knew he was doing callan was doing something that was like it's like, gross whatever yeah exactly which yeah i mean when you're when you're a teenager mm. i don't know but for like every other teenager any kind of thing like beyond hand-holding is like kind of icky anyway right mm-hmm. yeah i remember when i was in uh my seventh grade uh, uh pirates of penzance and i was like <laughs> we were like a bunch of 13 and 14 year old which also going back to that whole uh, the Broadway, uh, you said you saw there were dudes in Pigtail. Yeah, we had all female, all all girl power. I was the only male pirate. So. <laughs> Love it, girl power. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like so. Yeah, major props to you know the pirate game <laughs> yes. for ca- hiring an all female, mostly female crew. Love it. Uh, anyway, but I but I remember there was just one scene where the our director said to him, "Okay, everybody, put your hands on each other's backs," and and half of us were like. Really? Do we have to? Right. Like seriously, it's like hands on each other's belly. Like, like I don't. You don't want to touch each other. They have cooties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't see, yeah, I don't see getting more PG than that. So, um, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, again, like no real like uh problems or anything, and a lot of us understood that it was necessary, like mm-hmm. for the story. And so, again, very uh. <gasps> lucky in that regard although i do remember like and this is more of a reflection on me um in the following year it was oklahoma mm. i'm not sure you remember but you know there's the like the b couple of uh will and ado annie and they have like a big fight in the end but then they come back and they're like <laughs> their hair is all messed up and they got hey oh, right. oh sure yeah and he's like we'll explain everything and uh, i get better i'm like 17 at the time and uh, we did a rehearsal and this was during rehearsal, and they rehearsed that scene. And I, I read the script, the script obviously, but seeing it staged out, I said audibly, "Oh, now I get it. <laughs> oh, they fucked." That's oh. hilarious. <laughs> Just a sign of how like sexually repressed right. and downtrodden I was. Oh, <laughs> fully I clicked. See. Fully clicked. Well, as we have said on this pod uh, once, this episode and will again. Theater is famously a visual musical. Theater is famously a visual, <laughs> a visual medium. medium. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. That's great. Um, so I I do 
I do love the song Legally Blonde yeah. in that I think it's a pretty song. I just didn't think that the it's essentially the 11 o'clock number, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't feel like it got the I didn't think that it was tense enough. Like I didn't feel like the stakes were high enough to mm-hmm. warrant that um, for whatever reason. Uh, Interesting. So, Why do you say that? I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like. I think because she like I'm I'm sorry, I'm trying to think about how to put this. Um in the film, right, Vivian doesn't see Elle slap Callahan. No. And so there's sort of more of a like you're that girl I always knew that you were. Right, you're right. that like dumb blonde who slept her way to the top, of course, of course. And I feel like that's the thing that really motivates Elle's character it's like Mm -hmm. obviously the disappointment of like this person just put me on the team not because I earned it but because he wanted to sleep with me but I also feel like that Vivian like undercut of like we were getting to be friends uh, that as you said no one can touch Selma Blair so of course I understand but I just really feel like that female friendship and tension Mm -hmm. sort of helps ratchet it up and since she is like the one to tell warner to fuck off like right. you don't know what you saw screw you i just like don't want anyone to fight for her in that moment um interesting okay like i would have even loved if vivian didn't just like didn't say anything if yeah. we saw that she saw but yeah but then she isn't in the scene anymore so that that kind of makes her at the end in the um in the salon in the salon i feel like that would be a little bit more powerful i, I just want you. her to feel like super 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 alone because i feel like that helps sort of motivate the i get that um i gotta leave i gotta no one wants me here anyway just let me just go back to california and do my thing absolutely no i i get where you're coming from on that yeah but i I like the song i think it's pretty um yeah and i think it does a good job of of kind of summing up like l like it doesn't matter at the end of the day like i tried this and it was stupid and it was a dumb thing to do and i just like fuck off and leave me alone yeah um Great, great 11 o'clock number. I just wish that the oh, tensions yeah. were a little bit like. Yeah, the stakes taut, were a little higher. A little more taut. Yeah. yeah. And I think, exactly. yeah, I th- and I think that goes back to like the issues that the second act has mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to the hair salon and not to make it about sororities again, but I will say <laughs> I did miss the Holland Taylor character. Um, and Holland <laughs> Taylor was a FIMU, so I do have to shout her out. She was a I member. Know. She is an alum of my sorority. Oh, I didn't know that. She is. Wow. So mm. it's very important to me that she gets very, represented. Very important. I do understand why they cut her, though. Oh, like, a thousand why percent. It doesn't make any she sense. You can absolutely have Vivian do that. Yeah, you don't Works need 100%. that professor to be there yeah. at all. You can't, you can't fit more than one professor oh God, and yeah, like no. they're already fitting in so many other random characters yeah. and trying to give them time and like mm-hmm. you know the enid hoops gets like way pared down right. the little nerd dude gets way pared down we only hear from that indian guy like once yeah so i totally understand they can't stick another professor in there and it, i would be complaining about it if they had yeah. for sure they, i think they, they did a great job right. making vivian do, be that part absolutely they have to they have so much ground to cover they mm-hmm. need to pare down a little bit and since we don't get a lot of vivian and l interacting like we do in the mm-hmm. movie we just have like obviously the halloween party where she right makes a fool out of her and then really the beats we get from vivian are invites l mar- like gets engaged to warner yeah. then like working on like the- working on the case but not even really just yeah. kind of like 
one scene, one line right. sort of thing. And then she sees Elle get kissed and then sticks up for Elle. Yeah. So like the beats are definitely there, but I would love her to be a more. Um, so I thought they did a good job of incorporating her and giving her mm-hmm. stuff to do. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I feel you, but I definitely get where you're coming from that. It, like the 11 o'clock number would be stronger if Elle was just completely alone. Just be alone. Yeah. Yeah. And as That's I said, okay. I was tired of Christian Borrell. <laughs> I'm <just laughs> so tired of being in this. Aren't we all? Um, yeah. So then we're getting right into that last scene, which is just like seven songs all smushed together. Oh, I feel like. So good. Um, But yeah, because Vivian does the Legally Blonde reprise. Mm-hmm. And then that we have the amazing Irish jig number. <laughs> Incredible. So good. And. Then we're like somehow getting. They, oh, so then she's like. I gotta no, I'm I'm leaving and then I'm very Honey, great you're in the supply you're, closet. You're in the supply closet. <laughs> then she comes out in her little pink outfit. She looks so cute. Um and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna do this my way. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> very that. That's Elwood's uh uh housewives housewives tag 100%. <laughs> um and so she she comes out and she's living, laughing, loving. Uh we go back, we have I thought it was a weird choice to go back to the bathroom. Yeah, I did Scene too. Scene of the Crime is a weird song. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm still trying to justify that to myself, like, why they would do that and, like, show what happens when right. you get perms wet and, you know where she just said it in the movie and we all caught yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, the the movie scene is so iconic. Right. Because she's just like... Yeah. You have to include it. It, yeah. it is iconic, 100%. No, absolutely. But, like, it, like the having it acted out is just, like, a weird choice. We're all gonna go to the bathroom. And also, I have to stress, as somebody who works... My day in job in the legal industry. This <laughs> oh, okay. is not how Connor trials work. Connor is a lawyer. <laughs> Connor is a lawyer. I am legal industry adjacent. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I would never be a lawyer. Put that on my fucking grave. Um, <laughs> but I cannot stress enough that this is not how trials work. I yeah. I did love that they were like, how are we going to do this? I know. We'll perm Enid's hair. That'll give her something right. to do. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know if she actually got wet. <laughs> I, I have to imagine they wet her hair down. Oh, absolutely. Like, I assume they just have like a bottle of water back there and they're just kind of ca- hair caping her over a bucket. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. Listen, I have a lot of ideas. If you're doing a production of Legally Blonde, call me. I'm happy to do props for one scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they like, do that? Hire prop masters for one scene. Yeah, that's how Broadway works. <laughs> no, I, no, I hate to disappoint, but it was this was just my experience. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I remember at least for one of them, maybe both, our Enid literally just put on like, you know, a fluffy, permy yeah. wig. Mm-hmm. And when she went behind the shower curtain, she just like took the wig off and then came out with her, her natural hair. Oh, but sure. dry? Yeah, like completely dry and everything. Oh my goodness. I mean, suspension of disbelief to a point, but my God. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe they thought I her hair looked wet. I don't think I have the wet. imagination to do that. <laughs> oh, it's perfectly dry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, at some point, you just, like, kind of have to be like, okay. Like, right. I just, like, <laughs> I think the biggest suspension display by Versailles, I remember I saw a seventh and eighth grade middle school production of The Pajama Game. Oh, okay. and my goodness. I, and there was a scene that involved knife throwing. Yes. Oh, my. 
And what they had was the kid literally just like pretended to throw a knife and the knife just jutted out from behind <laughs> to make it. Yes. I was just like, I, 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 I cannot literally think of a bigger suspension of disbelief <laughs> in any other. That's, that's the bar for me. Amen. <laughs> um, I also really love that this scene culminates in a, a judge being like declaring a mistrial in a bathroom. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you're good to go. I think we've seen all we need to see. Please, this is your home. You can stay here. We will leave. Yeah, exactly. We'll see ourselves out. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they are literally in her they house. They are literally in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, okay, I guess we're like, well, you can just stay here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we brought you home. That one's on our bad. <laughs> like, so sorry for this. Like, please forgive please us. Please forgive. We will see ourselves out. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so then, right. So Chutney is arrested. Brooke is set free iconic iconic warner proposes to l because vivian dumped him which bold of warner <laughs> truly um l refuses because she was like i've been changed for for good good <laughs> in the words of another iconic musical and also i am in love with someone with someone else else uh then we still we still do the whole valedictorian thing, which yeah. I really was sure they would skip, but but they did not. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, nope, we're doing it. Yeah, and of course they have to have Vivian filling in once again for Holland Taylor. For Holland Taylor, of course, of course. Um, and I thought that it was really cute the way that they had Paulette do um, the little "Where are they now?" Yeah, sort of thing. Um, just to kind of turn around and break the fourth wall and talk mm-hmm. to the audience directly. This is, yeah. I thought that was very sweet and a good way to do it. Yeah, it's fun. It works and it keeps the original ending or like the ending from the movie mm-hmm. uh, consistent as well, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, I do have one note about Paulette that I forgot to mention. Speak on it. I think she needs a Boston accent. Uh, well, <laughs> is it because she can't say Wooster right? <laughs> Wasta. Wasta. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for the proper pronunciation. No, no I mean, just... I, I live in the Wasta area. Oh like, God. I would be doing a disservice if I didn't stand up for what is right. Absolutely. Exactly. So true. Oh, so my true. goodness. Um, yeah, except that I largely forget that this takes place in Boston. Um, yes. Well, it's a it's a school outside of Boston. Yeah, exactly. It's because I just forget that Harvard exists in that area. Yeah. I often forget about Harvard, and that is a slam to Harvard. Um, Ooh, but it's, it's, but then you're right. Yeah, I think Paula having a Boston accent would be would be clutch. It would be very fun. Which is funny because I know Jennifer Coolidge actually is uh, like she at least went to Emerson College, which is in Boston. Oh, classic! Oh, love that. Hilarious. Yeah. So she that. has cred, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, she's been there. She knows. She has experience <laughs> right. with the area. Absolutely. She's been there. She's done that. And I feel like the Paulette in legally in the musical, I feel like she's almost doing a New York accent. She is. Yeah. But that's because most people try and do Boston and end up doing and it's, New York. It's. It's hard to do a Boston accent. It, it is the trickiest. <laughs> the accent. Um, okay. <clears throat> Any final thoughts before we get to man and chair? Anything we forgot to chat about? I don't have anything. Yeah. I mean, I actually just want to do like a quick, uh, you know, Go for in it. the spirit of where are they now? I just want yeah, to do like a absolutely. quick appreciation, a quick shout out to uh, uh, my mother was like the production manager or whatever. So like, oh, wow. so, 
Yeah, of the so see sometimes not sometimes nepotism doesn't work. But. <laughs> see, nepotism doesn't work. It's not always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's beside the point. But um, so she made the the because you know Paul goes here, take a couple cards. Yeah. Uh, she did that, and she actually put like a business on it. It said like paws and claws, and it was just like that's amazing, very cute. Yeah, I just thought it was like really cute. So I just thought wanted everyone to know about that because I thought it was freaking adorable. That's yeah. amazing. That was worth that. We needed. Yes, that. No, thank for you for sure. thank yeah. you for sharing. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I don't have anything. Yeah, I think I covered. I think we covered it all. All the things I needed to cover in the vault. Um, <laughs> that were locked in the vault as per usual. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Justin, now is yes. your chance. Pop off. Tell us why you love this musical so much. Man, Man in chair. chair. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I say so many reasons. Obviously, I think first, uh, like it's just such a uh positive show. Like from both with from. From its messaging, from its tone to its music and its everything. It's just very like uplifting mm-hmm. and you know, obviously endlessly like quotable lines mm-hmm. and you know, between like, you know, whoever said orange was the new pink was seriously disturbed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, you got into Harvard. What? Like it's hard? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Connor? Um, yeah, I really do love this musical. Um, I just Lawrence O'Keefe is like easily one of my favorite contemporary musical writers out there right mm-hmm. now and um i just the music in the show is so good like justin said this the show itself is just it's endlessly quotable the movie is iconic um just it's a such a major part of the culture um how can you not love it ben brantley um <laughs> And I just I really like that one of the things that I really like, especially about the music, is that um, Lawrence O'Keefe is like so uh, uh, endlessly able to give you something different. Like this Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like Heather's. It doesn't sound like Batboy. All of them are distinct within their own work, whereas like a lot of contemporary musicals can sound the same, um, especially when they're written by the same writer. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. um, Especially when they're written by the same writer. So I do like that he he gives you. A different assignment he's every single time. He's, he's giving you the vibe. He's, he's giving, giving you, the drama. you. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, man and chair. This is such a fun musical. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I did say that these songs are truly drilled into my mm-hmm. brain. Um, All you have to do is listen to them once, and they're there forever. And it's locked in the yeah. vault. Uh, I will say, I wouldn't listen to this on a regular basis mm-hmm. maybe because of how earwormy it is it frightens me the the concept that i could be just singing this for the rest of my life absolutely um <laughs> but i thought the show was really fun to watch i would love to go see a product uh, like a staged production yeah. of it um i hope more high schools do it i hope more people add to the um claire no, Courtney. What? Sorry, Courtney. Take <laughs> your break. Oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my brain just it, erased words. Um, oh I God. hope that more scenes get added to the Courtney Take a Break compilation. Um, please. I that's all I need. Yeah. Um, and I hope to one day remember the time that I did go see a live stage production of this of this musical. I hope that one day that comes back to me. <laughs> Fingers crossed, baby. Um, yeah. Justin, do you have anything to plug? Um, I actually would just 
like people to uh, check out the whole week post for one thing. And also please check out uh, the Boston accent, which is like yeah. a satirical yes. uh, Boston uh, based, like, you know, satirical publication. Absolutely. Which, you know, uh, again, very keeping in the spirit of, yes. you know, Harvard and okay. all that, you know. That's perfect. Love it. We'll drop that in the show notes for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, exactly. And you can follow me at, on Twitter at Just A Very Smith. Love it. Or Instagram at Justin Avery Smith, because they actually let me use my full name. And <laughs> yes. Twitter was like, uh-uh, please don't. Too many letters. <laughs> yeah, Twitter was like, you got to be more creative than that. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Um, okay, Connor, anything to plug? Nothing for me. As usual, you can find me across all platforms at CRELIA12, uh, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. If I am working out any funny videos or funny writing, you can find it there. Meryl, how about you? Nope, nothing for me, but you can find this podcast across all platforms at Bits Over B-Way. Uh, you can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash bitsoverbway. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Play. Um, if we are not there, please let us know when we will get there. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends about this podcast. Um, okay, that's all I have. Bye. Bye. At one point, I'm pretty sure someone says, like, hizzle.